As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Conspiracy or Just a Coincidence. I am so excited for today's show. I have two amazing guests. Uh, one who's one of my, I always say, is one of my favorite authors. One of the first shows I did, Mr. Mr. Don Jeffries, and then, of course, The Odd Man Out. So, Don, I'll introduce you first. Thanks for coming on the show. How are you doing today? How's everything been going? Good, good. Thanks for having me, Jack. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Nice. And, and Odd Man, thank you as well. And, and welcome. And how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. It's great to be with you. And I'm so glad that I could finally make it. I apologize for having to uh, not being able to make the show a couple of times, but uh, my schedule is free is freed up. And right. so I'm here and I'm happy. <laughs> All right. Oh, I love it. So I, I told you guys briefly what I was hoping to talk about. So first, I, I'll pull up this, this, I thought this was such an awesome like map and it's from 2017. So it's about food shortages. Um, one sec here. Let me just pull it. I have it all ready to go. Um, all right, there we go. So it basically, obviously I think like a, a food shortage is coming in one way or the other. So this map's from 2017, but it shows the world of which countries import and export uh, the majority of their food. So like, Red is they import 75% of their food, which is Africa, some parts of South America, which is totally mind boggling to me. And then like America here, we, we export 10 to 34%. Um, Ukraine exports like more than 34%. So I just wanted, I don't know. I hope, hope you guys can see that. Okay. But I just wanted your takes and we'll start with Don on like this pending doom of a uh, food insecurity or, food scarcity and if you think that's a possibility or if that's maybe coming and i just wanted wanted your guys's take so so don i'd love to start with you and, and let me know what you see or what you think is, is going to happen in that regard well you know we're we're, we're living in these times of uh, it's perpetual fear porn obviously the, the last two years with the covid narrative uh, took the cake but uh the food shortage thing it's, it's just one thing after another you know one of my favorite characters, Ed Grimmel used to say, we're doomed as doomed can be. And it just seems like everything, you know, it's just nothing but doomster type 
stuff nonstop. Uh, I don't know how you run out of food. I don't know how you run out of water. There, there's no reason for this. It's uh, and it's amazing that uh, right after Joe Biden assured us there was going to be food shortages, really for no reason, because most people don't know the U.S. government has had a, had a policy for going back a century. And, uh, you know, my hero Huey Long castigated uh, the government back in the 1930s for uh, paying farmers to destroy crops or to not grow crops. That's yeah. still their policy. Uh, so it's, it's a curious policy to have and to cling to when you supposedly have a food shortage. But uh, Biden was amazingly uh, intuitive because he, he predicted this food shortage. And then suddenly all of these food supply places started burning down. And you had two separate plane crashes that crashed into food storage facilities. I'd like to know what the odds of that are. <laughs> and, and, I, and again, nobody looks into any of these things, but uh, it's astonishing. And on top of that, you have the, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but you know, it really should be stocking up water because uh, they're serious about this. So we, we haven't had any appreciable drought, you know, as opposed to any other year. Go back and watch the movie, The Grapes of Wrath and the Dust Bowl years and the, during the depression. Great point. I, I don't remember them talking about any, any water shortage then. So why would we have a water shortage now? But like, you know, California claimed it was running out of water, I don't know, 15 years ago, whenever, whenever the governor was out there. And uh, <laughs> apparently they forgot about the desalination plants that have been around for decades. And they're right next to the Pacific Ocean. I, I think you could probably figure out a way to get water if you needed it. But, but this is where we're at. The leaders, they just throw these things out there. The public is so stupid that you, you have people like me and a few others that mention it things like that and they just give you a blank look they're that dumb and uh you don't have anybody anybody out there there's no politician nobody that's uh, speaking common sense they're all playing into this everybody should be saying this is absurd there is no food shortages uh is the fbi or anybody investigating these this this wrath of uh, the food facility plants burning and i know it was in russia don't blame it on putin and playing crashes <laughs> going into it you know let, let's let's Let's, uh, you know, have somebody try to to uh, prod these people and to, and, and to expose their corruption. So do you think you're, you're saying that you don't think do you think it's like if there is a food shortage, it would be a created scenario? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And why, how would we I mean, what, there's there's no reason why we would have a food shortage. I mean, it's not like you know, it's there it's just like we would have a, a water shortage. It's not like we've gone through an unprecedented time where you know it didn't rain for a year or something in parts of the country that's never happened before nothing like that has happened right we have droughts all the time and it has we haven't had any unforeseen droughts and as far as uh food again you know every there are lots of ways to get the food i talk about this all the time every restaurant in the country throws away incredible amounts of food every night and uh you know they and again this is this is the wisdom of our, our fantastic leaders because they're scared they might sue the restaurant as i pointed out many times all you got to do is put a disclaimer right there for everybody to read. True. You know, That's you true. eat this food, you know, we, we don't, we have no liability. I bet you hungry people would be happy to do that, but they don't do that. And they haven't stopped telling the farmers to stop growing crops or to throw away food. Remember during COVID a couple of years ago where we had, uh, uh, they, they claimed all the, we, uh, these, uh, they were throwing away, uh, they were destroying uh, uh, hogs and things like it's And at the same time, restaurants had food shortages and, and I was going crazy. Is nobody else noticing this? What do, you, what do you mean you have shortages at restaurants, but farmers are throwing away food? I, nobody, you know, one of my favorite talking points, Jack, for years, and it, 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 it's never been more appropriate now. I've said that you could put any any random group of preschoolers in charge of this country, and they do it. 
and you could get any random group of death row inmates and you could put them in charge and they'd be more principled. So that's, that's where we're at with leadership. <laughs> ah, man, what are, what are you, do you, where, where do you stand on this? Is it real? Is it coming? What's, what is your take on the, the future of food? Well, I agree with Don. I just don't see how we would run out of food here in the States. And, you know, I, it, he made me think of something else. I was trying to pull it up, but I, I don't see it now. But uh, I remember looking a few years ago, I want to say it was in the 50s. And they found out that the government was actually paying farmers not to farm. So they actually found that unconstitutional. And the way they got around that was they changed the law from an agricultural law to some sort of soil conservation law. And they continue to do that. And it's really crazy. I'm sure they're still doing it right now as they're saying that there could be a, a food shortage. So I think it's total bunk and they love to scare people. That way they can manipulate people. You know, when we're scared, we're more pliable and uh, you know, people will believe whatever they tell them if they get scared enough. So they've already, you know, planted that seed in, in people's minds that there could be a food or water mm. shortage and uh, who knows what they've got planned ahead. Yeah, dude. And I, it's just amazing. Like I looking at this map, I'm just, I'm also like so confused how like the, the continent of Africa predominantly import. There's no, there's one country in there that exports food. Like that's supposed, I know there's, that's like some of the most fertile land, right? That's where life became like, and same with South America. It's a similar thing. Like what is going on in these third world countries? And I thought I, my one friend brought up a point like um, welfare. So like we use welfare in the United States to keep people dependent on the government and kind of like the macro. What if we encourage these countries, third world countries who are very poor, who, who, probably could survive great on subsistence living like they did for thousands of years. But by giving them food, you're a leave, you're, you're making them dependent on whatever the UN or whoever don't the red cross, whoever donates this food, but it's just another, just another control mechanism. So I thought that was a, a good, uh, good like correlation between the two, but I don't know if you guys have any, any thoughts on that, but. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's and you, you mentioned the Red Cross, and when you mentioned them, you're, you're talking about talking about corruption. Uh, <laughs> these 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 are, these are the guys that oversee all this stuff, and I, I can tell you stories about the Red Cross. I wrote about them and about all the big charities and hidden history, a little bit in survival of the riches too. But uh, wow. these these people have been notorious. If you notice, whenever there's a disaster, the uh, the earthquake in Haiti, where you know the, the Clinton Foundation swooped in, and, and you know a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people think that that particular earthquake was geoengineered. You know, Nikola Tesla invented an earthquake machine back in the yeah. 30s or something. So right. I'm sure they didn't scrap that technology. And uh, once they did it, uh, not only did they, they uh, uh, traffic a lot of the children out of Haiti. I mean, they did some horrible things. People in Haiti, you mentioned Clinton to them now. Still, so, right? Let's right. See, see what they say, but. Um, you, the Red Cross is at the center of all these crises, and you'll see uh, they'll, they'll give you a donate to the Red Cross. They'll have the number you can donate to the Red Cross. And uh, everybody, I've got tons of examples from people talking about it. That the Red Cross is notorious. You know, they had a, a congressman, I think it was years ago, was just you know, trying to sue them or whatever because they don't, they don't release the funds. Yeah, and they had these strange things where they release it incrementally, so people don't get any kind of relief for a long time. And they, they have their own strategy doing it. It's absurd, and uh, certainly the Red Cross is uh, 
is a typical one of these charities like the United Way, where uh, whatever help seeps through, it, it's 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 very minimal because they have uh, executives that make tons of money at the top of from your donations. You're paying people like that, and uh, so I always urge people: don't give the Salvation Army is the only decent charity. Uh, well, big charity. I'm sure your your research. I didn't. I haven't read Survival of the Richest, unlike the other ones, other books you published. But I'm sure you came up how the Red Cross started with the Soviet Union, right? And their first, they got the rich ladies or rich guy's daughter. She organized, I can't remember his, her name. And the 32 yeah. people, the first, they were supposed to be docked because it was after the Bolshevik revolution. They're there to, we need to help these poor people. They just wanted freedom. They just wanted to be free. We need it. And of the 32 people they sent, I think uh, one, two doctors, one nurse, the rest were industrialists and lawyers. So odd, yeah. odd 29 people that have nothing to do with healthcare. Odd first, uh, you know, wave of, people that are supposed to, and the doctors actually left because they weren't doing anything. They were like, you guys put us, brought us here on a, a lie. We're not helping anybody. You guys are just getting contracts. Yeah. Well, just, just tell yourself what, uh, you know, the, the, the people that are in charge of all these things, the, the, the big charities, uh, United Way had a tremendous scandal, but nothing happened. They didn't reform themselves at all. Uh, they're still doing that. Uh, it, the American cancer society has done nothing to alleviate cancer. And I've got, I'll have stuff in, uh, in history three, about uh, the birth of AIDS and how it was created. Ooh, the, American, the American Cancer Society was involved in that. American Heart Association has done nothing to alleviate heart disease. Uh, <laughs> all, all these uh, Montreal Dictionary Association, I would have Jerry Lewis raised maybe trillions over the years. They had, they've made not one iota of progress because so little goes to the causes. Yeah. And and so they there's so much overhead and so many people get rich on that. And so uh, – Nobody criticized that. They still, I mean, I try to tell people, that, oh, you're just being cheap. I said, what? No, I'm not being cheap. Go, go give directly to the poor. Don't give to these charities because they're not going to help anybody. And uh, but so anytime I hear the Red Cross's name involved with anything, I just, <laughs> I kind of, I just say, look, I, I, I don't, uh, I mean, I, it goes by my mother in law told me, you know, she was a USO girl during World War II and uh, she had a lot of experience with the Red Cross and she talked about how all the World War II soldiers hated the Red Cross Interesting. because they because they were so bad. They were the only ones like that charged the soldiers for coffee. Wow. He said, said nobody else did. And, 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 you know, just a little thing like that. So, yeah. So that's, uh, you know, the Red, Red Cross is not uh, my favorite organization. Well, <laughs> it's actually Odd Man's favorite organization. He donates regularly. <laughs> he is also a Patreon subscriber. So we'll watch what we say. Um, and just continuing on the, the food. So the United Nations, can, they hey, removed can, can I say something quickly? Oh yeah. Go for it. Of course you can dude. just jump in. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I do have a little, um, funny history with the, the Red it. Cross here locally. Uh, when I was a teenager, I was a, a youth volunteer for the Red Cross for a short time <laughs> because my stepfather was big into, volunteering for the red cross and okay. he would go on these disaster relief deals where there were floods and hurricanes and tornadoes and stuff like that and he had these stories of i'm just going to tell you the truth orgies crazy no wild parties God. the the volunteers would bring home things that were supposed to go to the the people who were in need God. Oh. It was insane. And he did that for a number wow. of years. Um, and the only reason I did it was because I could get into some of the local concerts here for free. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was uh, just a few people I met. They 
did not seem like the kind of people you could trust. And uh, from what he told me, uh, there were a lot of degenerates in the Red Cross. I dude, that, wow. I, I mean, anybody who joins the Peace Org, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like, it's like usually like hippie kind of people, uh, free spirited yeah. or whatever. But mm -hmm. so it makes sense. It makes sense. But yeah. so this this going on the the hunger. So the United Nations they deleted this article because the the title is called <laughs> "The Benefits of World Hunger." So you can I see where this friend. is going, and basically it's exactly what the title is: is how why and again you can it, they found it on the way back whatever that is you know where they they posted and they removed it but it was saying how it's actually good to be hungry it gets people to work manual labor jobs because they're increasing it um they've just made up uh benefits but i just found that hilarious that like <laughs> they're just so elitist and out of touch these people like they i whoever wrote this like were you dropped on your head you know i i don't know I don't know. I don't know if well, we're, we're, ahead, that's yeah. where we're at, isn't it? We're, we're at that stage, isn't it? Where, where they're relegated to defending hunger, you know, and Joe Biden's basically saying inflation is your friend. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's, you know, this is, uh, it's maddening, but this is what happens, Jack, when uh, you have a situation and I, I and it's really the, what the, 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 the unconstitutional lockdown, the COVID narrative, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, that exposed that, you know, we're not alone. I mean, we're the wealthiest banana republic in the world. But the entire world is subservient now. And I, I said for a long time, we're at World War III. We've been at World War III for a couple of years because of all the governments of all the war of the world are at war with their own citizens. And the citizens aren't fighting back. You know, they're certainly not fighting back in America. Yeah. There's nothing. I mean, the closest we came was January 6th, and that really wasn't and it's something to do. That was because of Trump worship, really. That really had nothing to do with any of this. And you saw what happened there. They're still in prison. Uh, denied all due process. So I, I kind of don't blame people for being scared to, but uh, this is what happens when you allow these things to fester. And people like me have been talking about this stuff for decades. And we tried to tell people, this, I mean, we're, we're, these, these people are overdue for the biggest, longest, loudest, I told you so in the history of the <laughs> world. Because, you know, we've been telling them for decades, you know, you just keep letting this stuff happen. And you just keep electing these idiots or not complaining that you're not electing them because they're not counting the votes. However, it happens, you let them lead you. I mean, how do we get to the time where we have uh, really a couple people, uh, a couple of the most powerful people in the country are Joe Biden and, and Pelosi, at least figureheads. Uh, both of them really would not look out of home and arrest, would not look out of place at a rest home. And they, they wouldn't be one of the high functioning people, either one of them, in a, in a rest home. These are some of the most powerful people, supposedly. That we have, and you have a you know basically a, a middle-aged Instagram girl, and, and and Kamala Harris who's right up there too. You have people like Mitch McConnell. These are just hard, Lindsey Graham. These are horrible, horrible people. That they're like I said, you could get any random group of death row inmates, and I'd much rather work with them. These these people have no scruples. Get the good fellows, bring the mafia, and they have some kind of twisted principles. These are bloods or crips. Any any of bring any of them in. They're better than what we have. In. And there's no opposition. Where's the opposition? I mean, there's a handful of Republicans, maybe. And uh, that's the entire media uh, drools over this. I mean, how can the media sit there and say, you know, so hunger is our friend? Benefits of, well, I guess they're, they're trying to prepare you, you know, for uh, for food rationing, water rationing and uh, rolling power outs, rolling power blackouts. So this is the third world special. And we're, we're here. We didn't get that's why I write about hidden history is we didn't get here by accident. 
Yeah. All this stuff was easily foreseen and some of us saw it, have been seeing it for a long time. It's, it's still, I still can't believe it's here. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But it's because uh, it's, it's, you know, it's like the uh, bad science fiction movie. But we saw this coming and we tried to tell people. And believe me, I know. I mean, I know what kind of response I got. You know, there's a few, few people, you know, were responsive to it. Especially the days before yeah. the Internet. They just they just tuned you right out because they, they didn't care. Things were still okay. Well, now you got shortages of everything and things aren't okay. I mean, anything I know we, we already kind of put anything to, to add about this, this lovely article or any, uh, any other comments. Well, I, I was just thinking of the alleged quote by Henry Kissinger calling people useless eaters, which maybe he didn't say it, but we know that's yeah. the way they think of people. And uh, it's just kind of uh, ironic that they have this here, this, this article. Uh, it's, it's insane that people have put up with what they've put up with, you know, it, and if we had someone who was intelligent, but had the fortitude that Trump had, who was popular in the media to actually stand up for us and call these people out and tell the world they're full of crap. And you're just kind of le- people need a, a real leader, someone who's intelligent, not just bombastic, who can kind of give them some direction, because I, I feel like people are just kind of lost now and uh, they don't know what to do. Mm. Well, this yeah, is a yeah. p- perfect segue. Let me just uh, stop the screen because I got we're t- you're saying you're looking for a politician who's going to change it up. And I think yeah. I have the guy, the guy's solution. So this is a, a new political ad by Jerome Davison for Congress. And just take it. Let's just watch this. This is the guy I want. <laughs> So for anyone just listening, it was uh, a, a guy with an AR-15 in his house. The Klan is coming after him because he's, he's obviously black. And he, he walks out with his shades and his suit on with an AR-15 and the Klan goes running. So that's the guy that could save America. And uh, 
So, Don, what are you voting for? Are you going to Arizona to vote for this guy? <laughs> I, I'm afraid I've cast my last vote. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I said when Trump uh, in 2016, I voted for Trump, first Republican I ever voted for in my life. Wow. And I voted, I voted independent pretty much the entire time. Most, I voted for Jimmy Carter in '76, my first vote. I was a Democrat then, and uh, that was it. And other than that, I voted all, you know. Ross Perot a couple of times, Ralph Nader, Pat Buchanan, uh, you know, Linda LaRouche, people like that. I'd vote for yeah. people had no chance. I knew it. And uh, so, but I could, I couldn't vote for the Republicans and Democrats. Trump, uh, I said, you know, this is, I know this is 99%. This is a psyop. It's a joke. He doesn't mean it. He's a, you know, he's, he's the guy who said you're fired. You know, he's a reality TV star. He's a billionaire. But I figured, you know, what the hell if he, his rhetoric is really good most of the time. And, uh, I said at the time that was our last hope. He was our last hope. Mm -hmm. We saw what happened. He had four years. He didn't do anything except get in food fights and then uh, ended up, uh, you know, losing a, another. But I mean, all the elections are rigged, but yeah. that one was uh, obviously rigged against him. So now we are where we are. And as uh, as Odd Man Out said earlier, you know, people are uh, people are looking for something. They're looking. They're, and most people, Jack, in life, you find the vast majority of people are followers. There's very, there are very few leaders out there. You're really, and a leader on this scale, you need somebody really special. And Trump has some of those qualities, but he's, he's as I've been on said, he's bombastic. That's what he mostly is. And he's so arrogant, so full of, to what degree he's an actor and this is, his ego is real. I don't know, but it's all about him. And uh, you need a leader that a John F. Kennedy type or Huey Long would be great, but um, they, there's, we haven't had any of those for a long time. So I, I think at this point, uh, politics is dead. There's no point in even talking about it. The, the only hope we have is that, is, and I still talk about it all the time, of course. I, and I don't know why, because I'm, I'm just you know, addicted to it. It's like a drug, you know, right, I, don't, right, I, don't, right. I can't stop. But, uh, I, you know, the only thing we can possibly hope for is that uh, people start to affect change at the local level. So, you know, maybe some of these school boards get impacted and you get some of these horrible tyrants out at that level. Because when you look at these things, and the one good thing out of this pandemic did, just like the one good thing Trump did was to bring out the roaches out the public and people saw how bad they were. And uh, at the same thing, what happened with the pandemic is that the roaches at the lower level came out and mm. people started saying, nobody knew who Lori Lightfoot and people like that were before. These are the cretins that, again, the people at local levels have allowed to get in power. These people have power. They, they, they shouldn't even be assistant supervisors at a gas station. They, they have no ability to lead. They're, they're corrupt beyond belief with whatever little power they have. And this is, this is from top to bottom of the systems. Like I said, there may be, maybe there's an honest dog catcher somewhere. I don't know. But, but, but uh, beyond, oh, above that level, they're all corrupt. And uh, the school board, uh, I, you know, I'm right in the heart of this. Loudoun County is right next to my neighboring oh, county. Yeah, right. That's where the epicenter of this was. Now, I haven't heard much about it lately. Uh, so I don't know. Did the angry parents, of course, it's, it's some indication that the angry parents stopped uh, getting angry. I don't know. I don't know how many of those school board members lost their positions or will. But uh, if we can't affect change at that level, then it's just we're just have to wait for Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. That's, that's all we can do, because there's, if we can't do it at that level. And my hope was that you start at the school boards, maybe. Uh, then you get some some honest mayors. You know, Dennis Kucinich started as a mayor. Dennis, Dennis Kucinich was the boy mayor of Cleveland. He was a populist mayor, and he was he was a great mayor. And okay. he made uh, headlines nationally because he was a populist. That, that even at that level, populism can work. 
Yeah. So you get some populist merits out there. Uh, you get some some you have more state legislators uh, that are that are decent. Uh, you start getting a bunch of them so they can affect some local legislation and uh, do something about police corruption. Start getting some some police in there that aren't corrupt. Um, that kind of thing, and then maybe eventually you can start getting some governors. You know, and I, I, I'm not talking about DeSantis or whatever. I, I don't know to what degree any of these guys are any good. I mean, but that aren't bought and paid for. But and then eventually maybe you can worry about the national level, which change has to come from the bottom up. Right. But at this point, when they're throwing everything but the kitchen sink at us, uh, food shortages, water shortages, power blackouts. Uh, pan, a, a different variant of the same stupid virus that is the only virus in the history of the world that will never go away. It just is immortal. It's like a superhero virus. Uh, it, they continue to bring it back. So it's nonstop fear porn. People are distracted by it. So um, it's it's very hard to concentrate on anything beyond that uh, to even try to affect change. And uh, so uh, it's, it's not easy. I, I, I would love to be optimistic, but you know, when I, I'm on every week with Jeff Rent, so if you think yeah. I'm pessimistic, I, I'm the optimistic one. I, I try to be more. <laughs> he's worse than me, but and that's you know that's that's what it is right now. It's hard not to be because we we look around and where do you see hope? I mean, most people, millions of people, still think Trump is hope, and he isn't. I, who else is there? There's nobody to lead us, and even if they did, you need you need to have a, a majority of honest people in Congress, which I don't think America's ever had in, the history, in their history, an honest majority. So that's certainly not going to happen today, but you have to have that to affect any kind of change. And uh, I just don't see it happening. No, I think that's fair. Odd man. So are you moving the family over to Arizona to cast this vote? <laughs> well, I have to say he looked pretty cool, but yeah. uh, no, no, it's, <laughs> It's all a show, you know. It's uh, like uh, what's the guy Dan Crenshaw uh, jumping out of the airplane in his, uh, you know, his promo uh, video. So you know, it's it's more of that. And uh, yeah, I I'm like Don. I just don't have any faith in these guys on the on the top levels, especially. But even at the local levels, it's it's like we have here uh, Glenn Jacobs, who's a libertarian, and he's done some pretty good stuff for you know as a mayor, okay. uh, but you know, it has helped a little bit, but, um, you know, these guys, even the ones that are kind of good, they have the deck stacked against them in such a way that it's hard for them to get much done. And, um, you know, you just kind of, you know, I, I don't say there's no chance. I never say there's no chance whatsoever, but, um, I have a little faith that, the politics and politicians are going to turn things around. I think it's going to have to be the people who, demand better and, and, and really hold the, the people accountable. I, I think the only way forward is a minarchy, a minimalist government, which we're at the very opposite of. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. Well, there was a, you, maybe you guys would rather vote for the twerking lady who uh, was the state legislator <laughs> in Delaware who was twerking <laughs> on the beach for votes. So you have your choices here. So don't yep. say you don't have options. <laughs> What a talent out there. America's got talent, folks. <laughs> Don, I'm sure when if you went back to your younger self in 1970, whatever, and said, would you believe there's a politician in your life that's in a bikini shaking their butt on TV for their for an ad? I bet you wouldn't have believed yourself. No, no. And I would I would have hoped that maybe uh, 
it would have been more attractive too. No, no offense to her, but uh, you know, <laughs> see somebody twerk uh, with a Jane Fonda type or something. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, those aren't the ones who twerk usually. But uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, again, it's that's the that's the idiocracy element, and that's that's, that's that's everything baked in here is uh, you have this idiocracy meets uh, the oligarchy, and it's just this crushing corruption, the monumental incompetence, uh, and this, this kind of lunacy. This is right out of idiocracy. I mean, idiocracy didn't even catch twerking, uh, the twerking and the TikTok nature, that kind of thing, where people are just. So dumbed down, it's beyond belief. I mean, if you if you watch um, uh, sometimes, like if I get a haircut, they might have uh, one of those stupid movies on. I think it's the NBC one or whatever. But uh, and it's 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 uh, they they ought to just it's the one with Jenna Bush, you know, Bush's daughter on it. I mean, oh god, and she's all these alleged journalists are bad, but she's I think she's the worst I've ever seen. She is she is literally uh, she you can tell she got W's intelligence naturally. I mean, I, I don't. She's she's literally at a preschool. She is so dumb; it's beyond belief. And listening to her and that, I don't know what the hell the uh, Bo, Bonar or whatever the one with the crazy name. I don't know what her name is, but uh, they're they're the ones that do that show. And I, I, you, know, I, you can't turn it off. And you, it's again, yeah. it's like you're you're it, it's like you're at the Guantanamo Bay, and they really ought to use that show. It's torture. You use that show, use the view, pipe it in. You, know, you don't have to waterboard. Just, I guarantee you the average Muslim would be more turned off by the view than he would be to waterboard. So you listen to that stuff and just listening to it, it's like, it's so dumb. I don't know how anybody, I feel my brain cells dying when I'm watching it. It's, it's so, it's dumbed down to a level. I would be offended again if I was in elementary school, you know, trying to watch that because it's so stupid and it's like what we and what do we see at the political level? Look at Kamala Harris and said, "See, there's a country, and right next to it, it's a bigger country." I mean, it's that level, and it's that's where we're at. And unfortunately, so many millions of Americans have been dumbed down to that level; they can accept that. It's like you know when you're what's that um, when you have kids. Um, one of the games you play with the kids when they're really little is shoots and ladders. So it's, but it's, it's not a game adults would ever play. Right. It's really right. boring. And it's for really little kids or, you know, watching Barney, the purple dinosaur right. or something. We're at that level now where a lot of these people could play shoots and ladders, I think, but no problem at all. It's, it's at their intellectual level. And uh, that's what they're doing when they're watching these things. And I just look at it. It's like, you know, they don't even, they don't have to tell people like that to cover up. Because they're so stupid, they're just naturally going to do it. And that's, that's where we're at, where they, they, most, they don't have to tell most of these people what to say. Because they just instinctively know. And they mm -hmm. know it's, it's like their radar goes off when somebody asks a question about corruption or something. They know, um, you know yeah, they, they frown like a teacher. You know, you're causing trouble in the class. You're disrupting the class. That's, that's basically what's that. So that's why, I, I, you know, for a long time I said it was corruption and competence. It's horrible mixture we have. Yeah. But now you've got a third element in there, which is genuine madness. And that's where you get in the transgender stuff with the people out there. They're absolutely insane where they, they look like they went to Arkham Asylum or something. And they, <laughs> they unleash the most, you know, interesting mental patients and put them in positions of power. And, uh, you know, I mean, what can you say about somebody like Lori Lightfoot or uh, Rachel Levine? I mean, these, these, these are right out of the page of supervillains. It's like they're just so bad. And. So that's where we're at, man. We have all the combination, and then you have the there. These, this corruption, incompetence, and madness is ruling 
a population that is largely in idiocracy now. So it's, it's quite a mixture there for you. I mean, are the people getting smarter or dumber? <laughs> I'll say a very finite amount are getting smarter and the rest, the, the vast majority are getting dumber. And I was trying to find this quote by Neil Postman. It was something about eventually people will just be communicating in a form of baby talk, but I couldn't find it, but he did have this one. And it said that uh, most of our daily news is in, is inert and it, it consists of information that gives us something to talk about, but cannot meet, uh, lead to anything meaningful. Oh. I can't talk. Forgive me. No, but anyway, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly where we are. It's like, um, you know, the news is just as, almost as bad as the view these days. It's just this dumb mm -hmm. opinion, dumbed down opinion. Uh, you should be mad at this. You know, it's just <laughs> just pure outrage. This is what you need to be outraged about. And uh, and then people kind of get that. It's kind of like their orders. They take those orders and they go to work or wherever they go the next day. And they want to talk about it. You know, can you believe this? And uh, it just there's nothing meaningful about it. It's um, it's useless. You know, we have and I think one of the worst things is and, and with a lot of, you know, talk radio, too, is it's just as bad as the news almost because it makes people feel informed, though they're not informed. And there's an arrogance that comes with ignorance that Ooh. is just horrible. You know, like it's almost that. worse than people not knowing anything. So I like that's that. That's in. nice. That's that's what was like. arrogance is. Or what'd you say? Arrogance is there's arrogance with ignorance. Yeah, yeah something like that. And I've already forgotten. No, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Have you seen? So like now, obviously, the news is so opinionated, just like Oddman was saying. But did did you looking back? Do you I because older people will often say like I love when Walter Cronkite just told you the news, and obviously that's not like totally true. Like they, but did did you see this type of opinionated stuff? Uh, no. Like obviously it got to a new degree, but what was it like? You know, in the seventies or eighties, like news and stuff, news channels. Yeah, well, it, it um, they hid it better. They hid their bias better. Okay. But it's, you know, somebody like me that was tuned into the JFK assassination. I was a teenager. I was, uh, you know, my spidey sense was always out for that. And I knew with the, I, and I basically judged these people how they stood on that issue. You know, the corruption really got ratcheted up, you know, especially by the 90s. So a lot of these things hadn't happened yet. But um, I knew how they acted towards the JFK assassination, MLK and RFK, and how they covered up desperately for this. Walter, Walter Cronkite, you know, he was posted. And he went out. He lived to be 90 some years old. And the son of a bitch never, you know, he never recanted near the end of his life. Even he went out, he went out, you know, he made near the end of his speech. He said, I, if I have to sit at the right hand of Satan or something, if you've read that speech before. Oh, I have. Halfway, he was halfway joking, but he wasn't joking. You know, remember Walter Cronkite was the voice of the owl at Bohemian Grove for decades. No way. Yes, really? He was, he was, yes, he was the voice of the owl. So uh, that's where he was. So uh, Walter Cronkite was, but, but, Certainly, he sold it better. Yeah. He, he, and, and he was, you didn't have the incompetence factor. So now you have these people that are just complete blithering idiots. Walter Cronkite, uh, even Dan Rather, they could, 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Read their lines better and sound somber, sound serious. And uh, you didn't have the uh, the idiocracy element yet. You know, they wouldn't have shown people twerking or anything like that. They, that wouldn't have made the news. So they were, they were attempting to do serious news. They covered it up. But they, uh, as I said at the time, you know, the corruption has always been there, but there was a competence with it. You had people like, uh, you know, even into like Reagan, uh, where there still was a competence there. You had certain confidence that um, that the streets were going to be plowed when it snowed, and uh, people when the the power wasn't going to go off in a strong wind. And uh, now, of course, we don't have that confidence anymore. So you have the the corruption's even worse, and you don't have that. Uh, you had the uh, incompetence factor. So yeah, to, bottom line is they were, they were no good newsmen then either. I, okay. And they all, they all, all you need to know about that is uh, right uh, within two days of the Kennedy assassination, NBC News, and back then, of course, in 63, you had three networks. That was it, ABC, NBC, and CBS. One of them, NBC signed on, and I, I published it in Hidden History. It was a uh, direct, basically they agreed to not publish any, to not uh, broadcast republic anything that was inconsistent with the fbi's report wow so they, they basically said oh, we're not going to do any invent so they just they document of course cbs and abc did the same thing we just don't have a document showing it and that's the way they've always all you need to know about walter cronkite is what one of those cbs specials where they uh attempted because you know, even at that time by the time of the late 60s uh the public was overwhelmingly skeptical and, and thought that oswald hadn't acted alone so they weren't used to that. I don't know why the public is, because that's the only issue they've really ever been overwhelmingly majority skeptical. I guess it was just so ridiculous when they had a Ruby shoot Oswald in the, in the middle of 70 police officers. Right. It was just so outrageous. Even and people were smarter than again, the American people weren't quite as dumb then. They probably were, you know, average of 20, 30 uh, IQ points on average than what we have today. I mean, Alex Jones talks about, I think it's every generation has lost 10 average IQ points. So we're a lot dumber today than we were then, but um, and uh, so when he was, they had one of these uh, specials. Walter Cronkite was talking. <laughs> they, they their own test, of course, as all tests have showed, that, that Oswald couldn't have fired off three right, shots right, in the right. time with his weapon. Impossible. So uh, once again, they, they, they're they're genuine experts who were top marksmen from the NRA. They were at, you know Oswald was a mediocre shot according to the Marines. But they, so they didn't use people like him, and they still couldn't match what he did. So Walter Cronkite looked at the screen, and he said, now, it may seem like uh, that Bob Marksman couldn't make this uh, this shot, then, then Lee Harvey Oswald couldn't have. 
But remember, this was a different situation. Oswald was shooting at the president. That's what he said. Oswald was shooting at well, the president. Can't miss. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, it, he actually said that. So that's that's all you need to know about. That's Walter Cronkite in a nutshell, right there. He was shooting at the president. Ah, uh, now I got a good response for when the older guys in my office do that. The whole they all, and it's not just one guy. Two or three of them will say, "Walter Cronkite just told you the news," and I always am like, "Ah, oh, dude, I don't think so." You're way off on that. But uh, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Wasn't he also a world federalist for quite a long time? Mm -hmm. um, I remember watching, he won uh, an award. I think it was the Norman Cousins Award, if I'm not mistaken. or It was at the one of the world yeah, federalist yeah. events. Who was that? That may have been where he made that speech, uh, Walter Cronkite. Okay. That may have been where he made that speech. He made a speech where he closed it with, I'm proud to sit. And he, he was, you know, people say he was being sarcastic, but he said, like, I'm proud to sit at the right hand of Satan or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, you know, but, uh, but, you know, he lived to be 95 or whatever, you know, it's like the good they die young, as they say. And he uh, he never recanted anything. You know, these guys don't on their deathbeds. You think at that point, they're, okay, they've done their service. What, you're 90 some years old. What can they do to you? They still, I guess they sell their souls. I don't know. They still, none of them have recanted anything. You never, you know, they just go forward. I mean, Henry Kissinger's 99 somehow. And uh, oh my he's, God. Yeah, yeah, he's the first obese. He's going to be the, well, he's the first obese 90 year old in the history of the world. I can tell you that. And he's going to be the first obese 100, I guess. So tell me they don't have secret technology there. Huh? You, you know, go to any old aged home ever and see if you see anybody in their 70s or 80s and even look like Henry Kissinger. Find two, <laughs> two of the most evil men ever, him, David Rockefeller and Kissinger, and they both live yeah. to be so old. It's just yeah. mind-boggling. Yeah. Well, who was the not Dave? The other, the first, like the main Rockefeller was no, his name David Nelson. Too? No, Nelson. Nelson Rockefeller was the vice president. He he uh, he may have been murdered, but he, he died while having sex with his secretary. They claimed it was no way. Did he? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that. That was the well, you know, I, I can't, it's haven't been proven, but that's what most people in the know think. Yeah, because that's, or, you know, he could have, it's possible somebody knocked him off as well because he, he's the only Rockefeller that died, you know, in the 60s or 70s or something because the old, the old man, the original guy, John D. Rockefeller, handed out dimes to street kids. You know, he lived to be 100 and uh, yeah. David lived to be 99, I think. So. Well, and I know John, he lived for a long time too. And he was drinking bread. He said breast milk was the, was the key to life, <laughs> a long, vigorous life. So he would drink breast milk every morning. I'm sure he paid, he got that sustainable paid wet, green, eco-friendly green deals, um, getting his nurse, his nursemaids to, to get it's more adrenochrome. It's probably getting adrenochrome. Well, that's it, yes, <laughs> exactly. Then maybe that's where they made the switch. They said, okay, it's not milk. Let's go a different, another liquid in the body that might be better. <laughs> so the, the other, the other article I wanted to bring up was, oh, I forgot to share here. So I found this so interesting that, and not that people don't know this, but the, the title of the article from the Atlantic is the details about CIA's deal with Amazon. And it was a $600 million computing cloud built by an outside is a, it, but the Pentagon, the CIA, they paid Amazon 600 million to help, create a more centralized way to monitor people. So all 17 agencies in the intelligence community could, you know, not have the quote unquote intelligent gaps that made September 11th happen. So we'll switch it up. So odd man, I know you didn't, didn't read the article, but I'm sure you, you can make these like connections of 
private company getting 600 million from tax dollars to spy and just wanted to say, so I'll let you start odd man, what your thoughts are on, on that type of uh, scenario or that, that model that that's been going on for a long time. Well, you know, I, I can't say it surprises me one bit. I mean, you know, the, the technocracy part, you know, the way the technologies come along and of course it benefits us, but it's a double-edged sword. It's a dream come true for, you know, the, the oligarchs and, and the CIA types and the Pentagon, the military industrial complex, because it just allows them to work with these monopolies. And they always have worked with monopolies for the longest time. But technology is just um, they're, they're two peas in a pod, I guess you'd say. And um, it, that's a, you know, it. it Nobody's going to stop using Amazon. Very few people. I actually talked to a person the other day, a friend who is. He said, I'm done with Amazon. I, I just ended my Prime membership. But the majority of people, they're never going to do anything like that. And, uh, I, you know, if people, the only way you can, I think, could control, could, could prevent the government from working with these big companies is stop doing business with these big companies and let them know why. And that's not going to happen. And it's, it's very dangerous because, you know, even with the Tavistock Institute way back when they were talking about the, the idea of future would be public private partnerships. And of course, Brzezinski talked about that. Mm. Uh, and so uh, it's, it's scary, but it seems like that's where things are leading. Interesting, dude. Don, what are, what are your thoughts on uh, that lucky deal that that'll help Amazon stock price though. So that's a win. Well, I mean, the CIA has been involved with uh, all everything else. I mean, certainly had Mockingbird Media, Operation Mockingbird. Uh, we know, and I wrote about that in on Barred Fame, my book on Chokas. I talked about the CIA, uh, the power they have in, in Hollywood. They have a significant power over. They get script approval of shows like uh, Twenty Four. I mean, the CIA basically wrote that show. Interesting. Um, it's like that. The military, the military, and the CIA. Uh, Hollywood does not make a movie. Well, they can make a movie without their approval, but then they don't get to, if they, they do it without the military, the Pentagon's approval, they don't get to use any of the equipment or any of the locations. And with the CIA, I, I guess, you know, maybe they're scared they're going to send a hit squad out or whatever, because they, they definitely have approval from the CIA. And um, that's why, you know, Oliver Stone's JFK was pretty much one of the few times, you know, in history that uh, he, uh, he made the, he didn't, and he didn't aim the CIA, but he said enough about the CIA in connection to JFK assassination. Uh, I see. It was uh, something uh, amazing, really, com compared to what he uses. The CIA can, has, has a tremendous power, and uh, I, you know, I can remember when liberals back when I was a liberal uh, used to talk about the budgets of the CIA and the FBI and the NSA, and because all these budgets are are secret, they're still yeah. secret. Yes. Yeah. There's nobody, nobody. So we have no idea what they're, what they're, I mean, not only, we don't even know the amount, let alone what they're spending on. I mean, they could have itemized in their hit squad because yes. somebody's killing all these people. Right. So, uh, you know, but the, we don't, so we don't even, and again, I don't see anybody demanding it. You know, hey, we need to open, open disclosure. Why are these budgets secret? Uh, but they are. And so we don't know what kind of deal it's the CIA or what kind of, um, what kind of, uh, kickbacks they're getting or giving or whatever you know, to, to, uh, to something like Amazon, we already know, has a one of the greatest uh, uh, corporate welfare deals in the history of the world with their uh, the post office basically opening on Sundays just wow. to deliver their packages. I didn't think of that, but you're yeah, you're yeah, so could you what do you mean by that? A sweetheart, a sweetheart deal. 
Well, they, 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 instead of Amazon having to, uh, pay, I, you know, I don't, I, I'm sure whatever it is, it gets done a lot cheaper. Right. Amazon and the post office was never open on Sundays before. No. no. And, uh, you know, they, and they also, it, it came also with, you know, post office used to pay their workers really well to start. Right. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, my son was going to get a job with them years ago and, and he didn't take it because they basically said, we can work you 360 days a year if we want to. And uh, you'll work every Sunday because Amazon has a thriving business. And so they're, uh, I mean, not, not all their packages get delivered on Sunday, right. but they, they yeah. have so many, so many things going out that they need that extra day. And I don't, I don't, I don't know the details of the deal they cut with Amazon, right, right? but it is a sweetheart deal because essentially, I don't know, I don't know anything else that gets delivered. We don't get regular mail on no. Sunday, no. but it's just basically for Amazon business. So it's, um, it's, That's you know, the, these, you know, these mergers and the, these the, are, these kinds of things are out there, and they're not talked about very much. But again, these the, there's so many of these uh, people that are in bed together, and uh, certainly Amazon and the CAA. I can't think of uh, <laughs> a more disreputable pair than that. That's that's quite a duo there. <laughs> well, and so you brought up an interesting point. So I I don't know where I heard this, but uh, I want your guys. So just like how you said that the. Hollywood needs to get the Pentagon's approval if they want to use their equipment or bases or whatever. Someone brought up like uh, the Vatican and the Da Vinci Code and how hard it would have been to the Da Vinci Code basically is teaching you that if anyone hasn't seen the movie or read the book, this is a spoiler, but that Jesus had a bloodline with Mary Magdalene. It was hidden in France, blah, blah, blah. And they've been, it's this, uh, uh, I forget the name of the bloodline that they call it, but oh, the Merovingians were theirs and they're still a living Merovingian the Priory of Scions, the secret society that manages this bloodline, famous people like uh, Newton and stuff. But anyway, so basically it's refuting what's taught in the Bible, but the Vatican allowed them, which is super hard to do, allowed the Da Vinci Code to film inside the Vatican teaching like a blasphemous um, story. And so I just, I thought that was a really fair point. And I don't know, Admi, if you have anything to, that you wanted to add to that or your thoughts on that of like, in, you know why why would some why would they do like what is the reasoning behind this that one's hard to explain I mean, because it's not like the vatican or the pope or any of those guys really need a lot of money and so i don't <laughs> think that finances was uh, a factor in that so that's that's a great point i'd love to uh i'd love to have been a fly on the wall in the meeting when they decided to allow it um it's very interesting i've never even thought about that really yeah, I know I'm putting you on the spot there, but Don, do you do you have any thoughts? I just maybe a re I don't know. Do you can you think why they well, would do that? Or, well, I was yeah. I was raised a Catholic, a fallen Catholic, but uh, and I, I still have uh, you know I still call myself a Catholic. I mean, yeah, I do, but uh, um, that you know, but I've I've known for a long time. For instance, you know, the Jesuits have tremendous power for the Vatican, and I think it used to be that the overwhelming majority of uh, Jesuit students did not believe in the divinity of Christ. So obviously that contradicts everything about right. Catholicism and Christianity. And uh, I don't think they believe in the Immaculate Conception. These are foundational principles. Yeah, right. Catholicism. So um, I don't know, you know, when I, I believe that uh, the first Pope John Paul I was murdered by insiders at the Vatican. And uh, you had a guy named Bishop Paul Marcinkus that was there. Who was the, he was the banker at the Vatican. He was basically a mobster from Chicago. Right. Yeah. And somehow he ends up in the Vatican and they had all kinds of, you know, money laundering and crazy stuff going on there. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of corruption there. And I, I don't know how much. 
not not to mention obviously all the stuff the priests have done and covered up all the boys. But um, so I, nothing they do at this point surprises me. It's, it's a shame that uh, there's so much corruption there. But it doesn't surprise me that they would. Because certainly you're right. They should be utterly offended at that. What? Right. Jesus having a bloodline with Mary Magdalene. What? You know. I mean that that is about as blasphemous as it gets. But you know, to allow that is amazing. You know that, and you, and you don't. It shows how cha- things have changed. You know, as, as recently as 30, 40 years ago, you had something called the Catholic League of Decency, yes. yes. which would have gone nuts over that. Yes, I don't know. I, I, I guess do they still exist? I, they don't. They don't have such power as as Namdal, I don't think now. Actual <laughs> man, boy, love it so. so I don't, I don't, but they, I, I haven't heard a peep out of them. But they, they should be. We, we should be hearing from them constantly. Should be about transgenders and everything. Right. I, I, they must not exist anymore, but well, they would have gone nuts on something like that. Where they were a formidable force, correct? Like, I know, I forget when they start. And if it wasn't them, there was also like a communist, like, watch right now. Oh, yeah. Like, it, I mean, sure, they were, they, they could blacklist. Like, that was how strong these or, that are warring yeah. about the moral fiber. And now, if you brought that up, you'd be laughed at. And if you, if you well, said, you had, the, you, you had the Hayes Code, which was uh, from cool. Will, Hay, Will Hayes uh, in Hollywood. It's from 1930. Five started in 1935 up into the 60s, and uh, no nudity, no, exce- no excessive blood or violence, no uh, certain themes, uh, uh, no unmarried couples could be sitting sitting on a bed together. Lots of puritanical right, stuff. Right, right, right. But it, it was driven by the Catholic League of Decency and groups like that. And uh, so now, I mean, just imagine. I mean, because <laughs> so uh, it's it's the, the things have changed so much because it, it really did used to be, especially you know, long before I was born. But it was a uh, a much more conservative type of especially the culture. And it's only really within the last, uh, see, incrementally, it's it's gone crazy within the last five years or so, where yeah. we just uh, it's things are on warp speed now, and it's there, and again, there's no. I don't see much of an objection. Do you see? I mean, do you see? I mean, they're they're telling people that uh, they're literally. I mean, like this guy uh, Tucker had him on. I didn't get to see much of it tonight. That uh, guy was again he's a USA Today reporter, so you know he's a typical liberal. He's nothing special, and and he just tweeted out something. Uh, can we say uh, people who give birth are women or something? Something very non-controversial, right, and, right. and and they demoted him, and then he ended up quitting uh, for that. So that's where we are, where you literally can't. If you say it happened to J.K. Rowling, you know she, she was about as liberal as it gets, but she found out you don't go up against the transgender community. So people, and you have doctors, professors, you know, at, at, at uh, colleges, they're getting uh, fired or reprimanded all the time for saying uh, not saying birthing persons, for saying uh, women give and, and not saying not saying that they not acknowledging that men can have babies. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know how you fight that. And I don't know how there's not an opposition. I mean, you can imagine the Catholic, you know, obviously the Catholic League of Decency was around. I mean, what, what would they be doing on that? Yeah. Uh, they'd be just going, they'd be spinning around in circles. I mean, it's, but I don't see anybody. I mean, Tucker Carlson and a few other people in, in the mainstream media kind of talk about it, Candace Owens, people like that. But 
there's no real effect if some Republicans grumble a little bit, but the entire corporate world now is woke. They're all going at it, and uh, there's no dissent allowed. There's no company. The Mike Lindell, about it. I mean, the My Pillow guy. That's, right. He's about it. I mean, there's no other big company that goes yeah. against it. So that's that's where we're at now. We we've got a completely woke culture now, and uh, anything goes. Ah, uh, man. Any any thoughts? I got one other article I wanted to get your guys' takes on, but anything you wanted to, to add, Ah, man? No, man. Uh, Don said it is much better than I could. I mean, it's it's unbelievable these things are going on, and there's little to no pushback. Even you know, and I feel like you know a lot of these big Protestant ministers have become such a sham that no one even respects them. So they're, they're not even going to bother to even talk about these things, you know, uh, you know, somebody like Chuck Baldwin or some smaller, you know, minister might speak out against those things, but he's not going to get any attention, you know, compared to these other guys. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a sad situation because it's almost like anything goes And uh, real quick. I'll just say this. Uh, I watched a little short video by Camille Paglia and she was going through all these different cultures and how she said like throughout history, all these different cultures were just a little while before they collapsed a couple decades, three, four decades before they collapsed, mm -hmm. they would turn to androgyny and the more uh, oh, elite, more wealthy people would turn sort of towards andro this androgynous lifestyle because they believed they were better and, and, and more intelligent than the traditional lifestyle. And then not too long after that collapse. Wow, dude, you got to send me that video. Don looks like he knows what you're talking about. I even I don't even know. Well, I know is. Camille Camille Paglia. She's very very interesting. I thought she's because you know she's um, I think she's a lesbian. I'm pretty sure she's a lesbian. She certainly was a super feminist, but she's been arguing against the. Uh, she's like me, you know, me because I I I still consider myself a leftist. I was a radical, but it's all I do is criticize the left because they're completely <laughs> insane, and uh, they don't care about the traditional leftist issues like a uh, peace civil liberties, you know, corruption, that kind of reform. Uh, they don't care about that, the environment. They don't care about the environment. They, they, they talk about climate change. If they cared about the environment, they'd be talking about the BP oil spill. I was just, right. I, in Hidden History 3, I, I came up, I found the body count for the BP oil spill. Pretty impressive. Wow. I, you, I can't wait lots, till you release you know, that. A lot. And that's, and this, this is the greatest ecological disaster in modern times. Greta Thunberg, Al Gore, none of them mention BP. It's because it's not about that. It's not the, the climate change isn't about the the environment at all. They don't tell all they talk about is they want you to lower your standard of living. That's all it's about. Yeah. You give up things. You give up and that's the new normal. No hot water for you. And now lots less food, lots less water uh to drink. Uh rolling blackouts. You don't need that electricity. We'll have it up in the mansion of course, but right. uh you know you don't get it. But this is where it is. I mean, it's, it's, uh, and again, there's nobody arguing against it. They're just they're, they're the ineffective Republicans over there. I call them the Republic cucks because they're just sitting over there and they're just, they're just, they're just, you know, just you know, kind of, kind of wincing a little bit and they might mumble a little bit, you know, to themselves, but there's no effective opposite. They're, they're, not, they're not even counter punchers. They're just getting pummeled nonstop and just, standing there at a daze, you know, and uh, we need to throw in the towel on the Republican. Well, and also I like the, this mentality of no standing up or pushing back, like the military and police, they're changing these rules. Like the military, they use the poke and they use, you know, they're, they're making it. So if you don't get along, if you don't go along, you're going to get kicked out. And so what that does, is it's going to be able to totally change 
Uh, so the military and the police, which have been, you know, recently very voting Republican, will get more and more to the left. And you'll have a blue haired uh, soldier unit who's yelling at enemies about their pronouns. And, and that, that's you, it. But, you still have that. And that's why I keep trying to tell these these conservatives, like, you know, wh what are you doing talking about law and order? I mean, during the summer of 2020, did, did you see what happened? The police yeah. stood down. And when they didn't stand down, they kneeled down next to the protesters. So true. So true. They didn't arrest anybody. But what did, after they waved you into the Capitol on January 6th, <laughs> uh, a lot of people got beat up then. One of them got killed by a right. cop. Nothing happened to him. And uh, you can see the difference, the way they all those protests, the police just stood there and did nothing. All the statues were torn down. It did nothing. Trump let that go on Fair forever. Point. And so, again, this is the, the left should love today's police. The left should love today's military. What, what is there to love about that? I mean, Martin, General Milley, who so the, the right needs to reexamine themselves and say, what, you know, what, what law and order? We have too many laws and we don't have any order because, uh, you know, we, we saw that. But I mean, this is you're, there's no rule of law. Yeah. How are you respecting yeah. that you want to crack down on law and order? You've got political prisoners that have been in prison for over a year that I'd all due process. And now you have congressional hearings live that are completely uh, making it impossible for them to ever get any even halfway fair trial. Unprecedented. Yeah. And, and, and again, nobody but me is talking. Nobody's saying, you know, how, how can you allow this to go? And how do you think they're ever going to get any kind of a trial? I mean, they, they, <laughs> let alone that you've kept them in prison for over a year, but I don't see any civil libertarians. I don't see Jonathan Turley or people like that. that are sometimes good on things. I don't see them outraged by it. I, I, I don't see anybody to talk about this isn't, this isn't out. They're still talking about what these stupid hearings are, you know, Cassidy Hutchinson and things like that. It's like, what, why are you even paying attention to this? This is absurd. These are people that committed misdemeanors that they committed anything. And uh, I don't know. It's uh, absolutely it's crazy. I on man, do you have any any before my last article? Because I really want your guys. So any last thing on on uh, what the world does? The do you guys know who Frank Rizzo is the mayor Philly yeah, mayor? Yeah, the, yeah, mayor That's Philly. What sure. The world needs today, but okay, odd man, go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have that much to add. I mean, it, yeah, I totally agree with what Don is saying. It's it's unbelievable. Um, you know, no one's standing up really and pointing out these things. I mean, I know uh, you and I, Jack, were on with a, a fellow who actually was at the the, the Gen 6 thing and, and didn't do anything except be there and got in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And I know people personally, I know at least two people personally that were there that said the cops just waved him on by. So, mm -hmm. you know, it was the biggest farce I've ever seen in my life. That was all about the photo op and the video op and oh. getting that narrative. Yeah. That's all that was about. I totally agree, too. So the last article I wanted you guys, I know if you, if you guys don't mind, if you have to go, it's totally. But so this article just came out, I think today. Yeah. Or yesterday. What's today? Yeah. The six. So Joe Biden reportedly exports five million oil barrels despite U.S. gas prices. So basically what the article is saying is that uh, we're, we're we literally sent five million barrels of oil from our emergency reserves. And we already have been dropping our reserves are at the lowest levels since they were at 86. But not we're not giving that. Were we giving that to Americans to lower gas prices? No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. We're sending five million barrels of oil for Europe. So we sent that they like these two big oil companies, Phillips 66 and another one, uh, sent away Americans' gas to for Europe to, to probably sell at exorbitant prices in Europe. Um, 
you know, what they're buying. But I just found that like so sickening that again, we were started the show with food shortage and sending food out when your people are supposedly don't have enough food. And this is another, another example of how globalism has ruined this country. So Don, you can, you can lead I know you didn't read the article, but I like that. No, uh, but I, I'm familiar with that. I think, I think actually sending some to China supposedly too, which is even more amazing, but oh, I, nice. I, again, yeah. bring on the, bring on the preschoolers. I mean, you, you tell preschoolers, uh, we have a shortage of gas, and, you know, because of this terrible Putin. So, uh, so we so should we send gas to other countries? No, that would be stupid. I mean, again, the average preschooler can tell you that. Uh, apparently, our leaders can't. Again, that's why if people, I quote this all the time. Uh, Jim James Forrestal, first Secretary of Defense, and Truman pushed out of a window of Bethesda Naval Hospital. They claimed he no, jumped. he jumped, Dave. Yeah, exactly. He had to jump. You know, he. Uh, he was good friends with Joe McCarthy, another unfairly, the Hidden History 3, I'll have a lot of stuff about McCarthy, uh, very unfairly maligned. Another guy that was killed at the Naval Hospital, too, right after his friend was, but he, he knew Forrestal was killed, by the way, too. He talked about it all the time, but Forrestal mm. told, told him, you know, he said, you know, McCarthy, if this, if this wasn't all because of a huge conspiracy, once in a while, they'd make a mistake in our favor. Yes. And that's it. They never make a mistake in our favor. There's, this is not random. It's not random that we all, we always just happen to have the biggest idiots on the planet in charge of things. We always in Washington D.C. We always have. I mean, you, you go back to Mark Twain that talked about there's no native criminal class except for Congress. Will Rogers, the public's never safe when Congress is in session. This has always been the case, and I'm telling that just cannot happen randomly. You would have some good people besides Huey Long and JFK and a few people like that. You would have some some good people, and some some of them would rise up to the top, and wouldn't yeah. be assassinated by lone deranged nuts who only go after the good people. Uh, you know, you you. I mean, this is this is, but people just they they don't understand. They think this is this is all this. There's nothing random about this at all. Be anybody again? If there was one adult in the room, and any intelligence, any any foresight. They would be virtually everything they're doing is wrong, obviously. And I, I can't believe that they're just happened to be doing everything wrong. They're doing it because there's the reason they're trying to collapse things for, for, and I don't really understand why they're trying to collapse things. They clearly are. And, uh, you know, this is something where we, we shouldn't have to worry about rolling blackouts in a first world country. We shouldn't have to worry about water shortage or food shortages. This is this is stuff that you know maybe Guatemala had to worry about in the past or something, but why, why, and we shouldn't have to worry about the monkeypox. But that was a disease from Africa. So, what about this fantastic medical industrial complex? I mean, how, aren't they? I mean, how and now you're so bad that we have to worry about monkeypox? Nobody nobody tells that everybody's just there. Yeah, that's really great. Call your doctor. You know, that's that's it's it's, it's everything. You know, the the fire sign theater, a great comedy troupe way back when, and uh, they, they had an expression, I'd used it many times, everything you know is wrong. And that applies to the American population today. Everything they know is wrong. Mm. They're, they're, mm. They're, they're like a computer program that has had all the wrong information put into it. You know, boot it up and see what happens. And that's why you get, that's when you get America 2.0. <laughs> I love it. That was a great, that was perfect. Odd man. So do you think we're just, are we being kind? Maybe these oil companies, they're, they want to help Europe as well. They're trying there. It was a tough decision in the boardroom. What's uh, what's your take? 
I mean, on the surface, you would think that that would make the case for all the people that say we should just drill here, you know, and uh, you would think that people would be just absolutely irate out in the streets protesting these kinds of things, you know. I mean, so many people are struggling because of these gas prices. Like, uh, I, I have had a hard time getting the, the oil to change the oil in both of our vehicles because of this whole thing. Yeah. So it's just it's strange. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy where we're at on this issue and, and what people are willing to put up with and, and people are willing to suffer, you know, to actually suffer uh, monetarily because of this ridiculousness there's so many things they could do to to make things better on the people as far as gas prices go you know half a dozen things at least and they're not doing them and people aren't really all that upset about it they're complaining but they're not really like hey you know this is what you need to do you could be doing this that or the other and uh, it's just crazy it's a weird time man it's a strange time because I never thought that the American people would put up with so many things uh, that, you know, the things that we've seen since COVID it's, it's, it's just blown my mind every day I wake up and I can't believe that this is where we are and the people are putting up with it. I love it, dude. And this, it reminds me of in World War II when standard oil got called out for sending oil to Spain so it could go to the Nazis. And I forget what they said. They they like made up a lie. Either they're going to the Bahamas, then to the Nazis or Spain. And they just said, oh, no, we're not we're, we're not giving it to the Nazis. We're giving it to these people here who are they're trading it with some of them or or whatever. It's just the same. I mean, again, the same exact things they, they do over and over again. But so this I want to Don, where can people find you? Thank you. And first, I called you Dave because there's a guy, Dave, in the chat. So I don't know if you heard that 10 minutes ago. So no, that I, was I didn't hear it. Now, oh, great. Well, I wanted to apologize. Dave. I've been called works and Dave and we're that <laughs> but so where can they find you, Don, and, and all those good things? Uh, well, I, I now have a website courtesy of our friend Tony Artiburn. Uh, it's donaldjeffries.media. So you can go there and um, you can find my, I'm, I'm very uh, active on Substack. I'm getting a growing presence there. So you can find under articles, you can find that. My old blog is there. Uh, information about my shows. You know, I protest is uh, here on the same on Rockfin at um, Fridays from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. And uh, you could, you know, my books are out there. My newest one is on Bard's Fame about showbiz and Hidden History 3. As I said, I'm pretty much completing that. I think people that like the first two history books will love it. It's got a lot of uh, I can't wait. amazing stuff going back to the American Revolution and lots of tons of, uh, probably twice as much on JFK as I had in the first book. And wow. a, lot, a lot on JFK Jr. and uh, 9-11 and Oklahoma City and uh, oh all, my God. The, all the usual wait. things. When's that going to be done? I can't wait to, to get well, it. Well, it's, it's pretty much done. I, I, I already talked to the publisher. Now, you know, I can't, I can't guarantee Sky Horse will publish. They should because Hidden History is one of the, they're big sellers of all time. That's amazing. They don't, they don't act like it is, but it is. And, uh, so hopefully they'll, they'll they'll go for it. But uh, I can't guarantee that. So uh, you know, but I have other. I I could just end up publishing myself if I had to. I'd make a lot more money that way. But yeah. Um, so that it shouldn't be. Hopefully they won't take too long and drag their feet on it. But um, that I'll be sending it off there real soon. I'm just I was just waiting for one thing. I got it. So I, I don't really need to do it. I, I need to just cut it off because I keep adding. Stuff. Yeah. Right. And I've already, I've already started hitting this before because I had oh so much stuff. I had to move a bunch of stuff over there. I had so much material because I got these three guys, I call them the three searchers. They, 
he'd send me so much stuff and uh oh, it just awesome. it's nonstop. i can't so uh industry four will tackle trump and biden and all that stuff oh i can't wait and i always say this but guys get don's but that is I, I love all of his books, but the Hidden History series that's now growing is amazing. And for even if you're like just starting or, or whatever, want to learn more about American history, it's amazing books. So definitely check them out. Odd Man, where can the people find you? And uh, listen, I know you're working on a dangerous series right now that I didn't want to put Don in that situation. So where can they find you? What are you working on? All those good things. Yeah, so you can find me at theoddmanout.podbean.com and also underscore the odd man out on Twitter and Instagram. And on Thursdays, I do a show usually, usually almost every Thursday. It's called Boiler Room, and you can find that on Alternate Current Radio. I'm working on the second part to the Mormon series, and it's uh, all about the Freemasonry aspect. And I've dug up a bunch of things I think that people will find interesting, some things that I was surprised about. And also, I will be uh, releasing the second uh, episode on the history of Zionism in the coming weeks, probably next week. So stay tuned for that Love one. It, I think there's dude. some real surprises on there. Oh boy. I can't wait, dude. The first one was great. So, uh, yeah. So thank you guys for the, for the chat. We had about 15 people here. So thank you for everyone talking and I'll be on tomorrow to finish operation or part two of operation Phoenix. So I'll see you guys later. Thanks to my awesome guests. Take care. God bless. Talk soon people. Bye. Thanks for having. Thanks for having. Uh, of course. Thank you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.